Let's be real about our NFL teams, part one. <clears throat> Can't wait for it. Can't wait for it. Interesting to see who's up first. What team is up first? Oh, Shout out to Scout for this segment. Uh, NFL free agency starts March 17th. So we're going to use the next couple of episodes to talk about our teams. But before we get to our teams, a lot happened this, uh, this week. First off, man, shout out to Miss Anderson. Class at some point and go cheating. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Mama. Thank you. Sorry, I was trying to say it off me. I'm sorry, Shark. Hey, Lana. All right. Uh, hey, what's up? What? Okay. That was a lot that went on this week. So, got quick reactions today. A lot went on. And when Shark yeah. says quick reactions, that's exactly what they'll be. They'll be quick reactions. So, first up, we have the Memphis Tigers play, played their first game in quite some time um, this past week against Tulane. Uh, great news. They actually won the game. Look at that round of applause. I'm not sure if Tug is saying anything behind camera. Um, but the Memphis Tigers did <laughs> defeat Tulane Green Wave um, early this week, 61 to 46. Um, yes, I did say 46 points. The Tigers played really good defense, only surrendered 46 points um, to a <laughs> D1, uh, D1 school. Um, I think they uh, only gave up – they allowed only 10% for the Green Wave. So um, definitely want to get quick reaction about what he felt uh, – what his reaction was. Um, then I'll, I'll come back from you uh, real quick. All right. So the game was up on my TV. I don't know what I was watching on my main TV. Oh, I'll tell you Snowfall. Now Snowfall hadn't come on yet. What was I watching? <laughs> Oh, game, I, was watching, I was watching Marriage at First Sight. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought. That's how much I thought about the Tigers. So put it on my side, side TV while watching Marriage at First Sight because it was much more exciting to watch. I ain't going front. <laughs> um, but I did see every time I glanced over, I saw a turnover. Every time I glanced over, I saw a referee blowing a whistle. The game lasted <laughs> about two and a half hours. Marriage at First Sight is two hours long. The game lasts longer than this night. <laughs> College games supposed to last long. Supposed to last right at two hours. That's an average NBA game, right? They won sixty-one to forty-six, right? I know they ain't played in a while with COVID, but it's the Tigers, though. That's what they do. They turn the ball over. Savage just said, "Man, 26, 26? 20. <laughs> nah, matter of fact, he said again, twenty-six. <laughs> we are barely over. We are barely over that age." Are you serious? <laughs> what up, Savage? <laughs> 26, man. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what caught my attention. But also, what happened today, uh, the Houston game, um, something, oh, they switched it where they got to go to Houston now and they didn't add the Houston game. Uh, Houston got like a whole week free. I actually ain't mad at that because, I mean, Memphis, beating Houston at home doesn't help as much as winning at Houston, right? Beating Houston at home would not put us in tournament. I think winning at Houston, that might put you at the last four out, possibly. When beating them at home probably just got you back on the bubble. You still had to get the conference championship game. Winning at Houston, though, they opens eyes. So Memphis got their opportunity. Um, however, it does suck that, you know, they kind of lost a lot of opportunity to the COVID. But, I mean, it was what it is. They should have took care of business early in the season. They got opportunity next week. Get it done. Towards his turnovers ain't going uh, to cut it, though. Yeah, for sure. My my reaction to it real quickly. I think, uh, granted, the 26 turnovers was a lot. 
Um, yes, they struggled offensively, but what I saw to at least give me some gleam of hope um, was a little bit. I saw a lot more offensive sets that game. Um, I saw a lot of like DeAndre Williams and Alex Lomax getting the ball in the post. And then there were cutters and drivers, people moving. The ball was moving several times, um, which to me looked good, which is to me something I hadn't seen too much of over the past couple weeks and several weeks. Um, so we'll see if that, if that trend continues. But like you said, 26 turnovers ain't beat nobody. Um, to the to the schedule being moved and, and that game um, against Houston being put in Houston, go beat them. <laughs> Memphis has gotten the, the, the short end of the stick every time with the AAC. It's nothing new. Just go beat right. them. You beat them. Hey, it doesn't matter. It, it, if anything, that's that's more bragging rights for you. Uh, you potentially could get into the tournament. So that's the Tigers. We'll see how the next what week we can have play, but they do have another three four games coming up within the next week. Um, next up, we we have uh, Mr. Tiger Eldrick Woods uh, was in the news. Um, I did get a tweet from Adam Schefter. And it started with Tiger Woods, and it did nothing but make me think about the was it the Woods tweet that we got about Kobe? I think no, I forgot who was that tweeted it. But I was like, wait, why is this particular person tweeting about like why is Adam Schefter tweeting about Tiger Woods? So I was I was already on like what the heck mode. Um, but he did um, um, suffer quite a bit of injuries um, in a recent car accident. Um, he was apparently speeding. Um, through a very densely populated area. He, uh, car tumbled over several times. Um, he suffered like a broken leg, broken tibula, something like that. So um, I'm pretty sure, Shady, you saw this news. What did you think about this? Yeah, I did. Um, I think the first thing um, we have, haven't acknowledged in a while, I'm not saying um, us on this podcast, but others just in the media, how great and how successful Tiger Woods has been uh, within our lives, in our lifetime. Tiger Woods single-handedly changed the culture of the sport um, to make us, people who look like him, watch the game of golf. I think, Skylar, you've even brought up the point that if it wasn't for Tiger Woods, you wouldn't have even thought about golf, um, so to speak. Um, and so to hear a legend like that go through something else again, right? Um, so he's been injured before, um, trouble with his wife, um and stuff like that that was going on infidelities called that right um but and and also the good things too right seeing him and his son get out on the course um a couple months back was an amazing sight to see um and so definitely feel bad for someone who who can be referred to as a goat of the sport if not a goat overall um to see these things happen to him um definitely want to wish him the best in regards of his recovery take his time um but golf means so much more when tiger woods is on the green as compared to when he is not um you can just look at the ticket sales y'all know um tiger woods brings in the money because he is lit to legitimately a goat and the goat um mm -hmm. so to me again my prayers go out to tiger Woods' and family i don't know why he was you know speeding you know things happen um so to speak uh, but my prayers are up for him and his family um, and for him to get better. And we love to see him back on the greens whenever that is, is and that he is fully back to his regular self um, or his more, more wiser self. So right, for sure. I'm just glad, one, that he's alive. Um, two, that he, of course, they, from what I've heard and read, they had, they, he didn't look impaired. He didn't look like he had been drinking or taking any pills like this. So that was the second good sign for me because I know that was part of the reason why I got into this accident. Um, several years ago, um, but then for me it was it was also pretty sad just because I'm one. I'm granted he, I'm glad that he's okay, 
But this is probably the end of all talk about him potentially um, going and getting the record uh, for most majors of all time in the in the sport of golf. So it is what it is. It has been great to have him um, as it was a role model for me for quite some time. So um, looking forward to him um, recovering back with me. All right, all right. Another quick thing, Mr. Cameron Newton. And I actually got a video. I hope y'all can hear it. If you can't, let me know. Scout or leave? <laughs> <laughs> you might back in. I didn't want to be part of this Cam Newton stuff. That's crazy. Where your daddy at? <laughs> all right. <laughs> I can't get my mind off of Where's your daddy at? Where's your daddy at? <laughs> That's a good one. I ain't gonna lie, that was a pretty good one. Let me leave the whole exactly. camera alone, man. All right. Something I will say to a little kid that's like trying to talk to me as I'm watching. I'm like, where your dad at, bro? Like, what? Why are you talking? To me? All right. Since then, if Kane blew up on social media, the kid apologized. Uh, me and Savage talked a little bit about him this tightening up. But, Took, that's your boy. Hey, y'all know I love Cam New, man. Uh, probably my favorite player in the league. Um, but I thought this whole interaction was. I think it was over overhyped, you know what I'm saying? Like, we know how kids are. We know what they are like. We know, especially in this generation. I mean, of course, you shouldn't call a grown man ass, <laughs> you know, that has something to do with what, what's going on at, at the at the house. But I think, you know, the kid wanted and got it his 10 seconds of fame. Like, you know, you got good dads like Sheedy who would slap Aiden upside his head if he said something like that, right? <laughs> So it's like, you know, and Cam asking for his dad, like, where's your dad? I, you know, we, we we joke about it, but it's like, yo, where, like, let, I think Cam was going to actually talk to him. And we yeah. know, and ever since I seen his interaction with Kelvin Benjamin, when Kelvin Benjamin was talking trash on some really man-to-man type-ish, like, that let me know, like, Cam knew, like, man-to-man, like, talk to me, you know, face-to-face. And I think he wanted to see, you know, or talk to his dad about that because that, you it's not snitching, but it's like, yo, like, I need to talk to you that. Like, you can't be calling a grown man ass like that. But, you know, that, you know, that <laughs> is at the crib. No, so shout out, it starts at the crib. You know, shout out to Cam Newton for his, you know, maturity. You know what I'm saying? We we, we see the, the immature that Cam Newton is, you know, especially over the past years. But, you know, this is this is done with Cam Newton, you know, being Cam Newton. And I wanted to actually end off with a question to y'all real quick. It's quick. You know what I'm saying? It could be yes or no, but. This whole time, I'm thinking this kid is interacting with the most relatable NFL superstar ever. How do y'all feel about that? Relatable. And what I mean by relatable, like we've seen everything that Cam Newton has done in the league. The dab, the Superman, the everything, the, the swag. He got his own swag, but hey, that that's a whole topic for a whole nother day. And he's representing the culture when he's doing it. No, I still say no. Relate. I mean, who's better? Who's more relatable? Yeah, name someone. I think LeBron is up there. No, NFL. Yeah, NFL. He's saying NFL. NFL. Oh, NFL. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. That's all. Yeah, I'm thinking NFL. 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 Yes. 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 Yeah. Honestly, my first start was Michael Vick, but now Michael Vick off the field kind of. In Ernest Greer before he went to jail, he was kind of an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, what did you do for that? Like, what did you do for, for Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Oh, my bad. Could y'all travel? Uh, no, no. I, I was you, you good. I was just saying, yeah, it's probably Cam. So, 
Yeah, and I think what also is overshadowed, I'm glad you brought this up too, is the maturity that Cam has displayed throughout his tenure. Um, let's start all the way back in Auburn, right? All the way up to where he's at now. Um, and, you know, not getting another chance and, and Carolina having to be kind of shunned from Carolina as your team, right? Um, and then going to New England and putting together what he could in New England. I mean, a lot of people forget this New England team is without their best, two of their best defenders, right? Um, and so a lot of times Cam Newton was and playing somebody for Cam to throw to. I was just about to say that. He, he was playing from behind. And yeah, then, the ball. And who, who was he going to pass it to? And who he was he going to hand the ball off to? Because the Patriots were known not to pay a running back and a receiver low key. So, I mean, Cam did the best he could with what he had. Um, and so I hope, um, I mean, uh, I don't need him too far south. Uh, but, you know, some people will be calling uh, for Cam Newton for a backup. He'll be back with, he'll be back in, with New England. He'll be back. Yeah, and actually finish back. off. Finish off, like I said, uh, let's, to last, last episode, let's tighten up dealing with the Colts with me and Savage. Uh, we spoke a little bit about that. I listened to the listen to the I Am Athlete podcast with Chad Johnson, Brandon Marshall, and yeah, Fred yeah, Taylor. Yeah, yeah. Cam, Cam News on the most recent episode. Great episode. He'll be back in New England. I can see that. Or yeah, Washington and <laughs> Ron Rivera. But he spoke glowingly of Bill Belichick. He'll love to be, like, be back. Uh, but great whole episode. Uh, that was a uh, really good conversation. And um, before I do move on to uh, move on to Trevor, I don't think we stayed this on here. Vincent Jackson, former wide receiver in the field, he oh, died, yes. committed suicide, I think, last week. Uh, rest in peace. Joe said here he's still in his 30s, and he was a really good wide receiver for the Chargers and Buccaneers for a long time. Yeah, he hadn't been, I think, his last, he hadn't played since 2016. Mm-hmm. I think it was the last time, but that's crazy. And that man was holding it down at, at both with the Chargers and with the Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. Hey, Phillip was Phillip because of Mr. Jackson <laughs> and yep. all the weapons he had there. So let's be real. Um, but uh, from one black sports icon and Cam Newton to a previous black sports icon, it is now official prime time in Jackson, Mississippi. Um, football season apparently has started for the Jackson State Tigers, and they debuted with an impressive, if you will, victory over the Tigers of Edward Waters uh, by a score of 53 to nothing. Um, so my question to Sheedy, as our resident grad of an HBCU, uh, just want to get your thoughts and what does uh, this mean for Deion Sanders going forward as, as far as the whole aura of HBCUs being put on the map? Yeah, um, I'll begin with saying this. You, you know when you're at HBCU, um, when you put something up and it gets stolen. Um, and unfortunately, it, it doesn't matter who you are. Um, somebody going to try to steal from you. That, that's just HBCU culture. I hate it, um, but it's my people. It's our people. So it is what it is. Um, and whoever did that, please return that back to Dion, man. That, that man's done too much for us to be trying to steal from him. He got um, it back. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he got it back. He got it back. Um, in regards to what this does for HBCUs, um, I was not one that was happy in regards to how it was advertised. Um, I think when you get a name like Deion Sanders, Deion Sanders rings bells everywhere. And to, I think we even put it up in our own group chat, like we were surprised of, oh, this game was actually being like shown and televised, right? 
but you didn't hear this on a daily from ESPN. You didn't hear this on a daily from like TNT. Like no one else was saying anything about this huge deal. HBCUs, we don't get no shine for basketball or football. And we're talking about football right now for any of our sports because we are just looked at a little bit differently. Um, and it, it is what it is. Um, but the in regards to HBCUs, in regards to this win, it's a great win. Um, but when you look at the talent um, that is within HBCUs, it's kind of like you have a top tier, you got the bottom. And Deion and them play the bottom, right? Um, and so I would like to see him progress and play against some other teams. Um, again, a great first win, great way to start off your career uh, with a shutout. Um, not a blowout, but a shutout. Um, but want to see how this transpires throughout. And then definitely want to talk to his media and press team because when he was about to be coach, we knew all about it. I mean, it was signs and everywhere. It was all over social media. But then during his first game, when his first game was coming up, I didn't see the same type of love that should have been there uh, for him in that school and what they're doing. Yeah. And real quickly before we move on, I just want to give uh, just a kudos to NBA TV for actually taking the time to highlight that in the midst of them actually showing um, two uh, HBCU uh, basketball games, got the exact day. Um, so kudos to NBA TV for that, picking up the ball where everyone else probably should have um, in terms of Dion. So. Yeah. And one last thing on Dion. Shout out to – I don't watch First Tech anymore, but I happened to catch this part, the HBC, HBCU week this week. And I think I forgot which day, I think Wednesday or something. I caught uh they showed a video Dion talking to his sons, which both of them would be playing uh for him at Jackson State in the fall. One play quarterback who just transferred and the other plays safety, who's uh actually at Jackson State now, but he's not eligible to play because he just graduated. So also a really good scene. If y'all can find that clip, check it out. It was really cool to see. But last thing for quick reactions, WNBA. Shout out Renee Montgomery. Bought the Atlanta Dream part where she's part of the ownership group that is now uh, owners of the Atlanta Dream. That isn't here, just saw it today. Sheedy, back to you. What are your thoughts? Um, One, it's great. I mean, we've been talking about this movement for a very long time, um, not the Black Lives Movement. Of course, we've been talking about that, but just the movement of ownership looking like people like us. Um, and it's amazing to hear she's a two-time WNBA champion, and she opted out the season um, to do this and become part of this. Um, and this is an amazing thing. And this tells y'all, right, if you're listening, if, if God is not going to tell you to go do your dream, go do your dream. Um, not saying the Atlanta dream, right, so to speak, but her dream was to own a team, right? And she did that, even though she was already being paid and was already proving herself as a champion. She still said, nope, I'm gonna get my nuggets in a row and I'm gonna go in and get my dream. So let, let that be known. Your nine to five might not be what you need. Go get this dream. Um, and if you read um, read about this too, she was also inspired by a name that we dropped earlier with LeBron James, um, with helping her make that decision uh, moving forward. I don't think he's part of the ownership part of it. Um, however, he did have some great influence with that. Um, but love to see that and love to see um, that's a big step for us. And and who is it? Again, it's the ladies from the WNBA um, that seem to be making these first steps into making the power moves that are really the social injustices that we need to be fighting. Cool, cool. Like I said, I love, I saw that come across uh, 
my feed today, I was like, wow. So anybody else just got anything to speak on it before we move forward? No, I just, one quick note for me. I just wished that like BET like would would like mention some of this stuff that's going on in like in sports, whether it's the WNBA or like Deion Sanders, like uh, him having his first win. Like BET should make some note of that, right? Like that's completely <laughs> dropping a ball. That's a, um, an entire bag that they're missing out on, right? Maybe that's just me. Like it shouldn't be. Like I, I shouldn't be like dang NBA. Like NBA T, like um, NBA TV is hosting like this, this, this um, this HBCU basketball game, but they can't like, but BT can't host like this football game for Deion. Just blows my mind that they drop a bag like that. Are we talk, we talked about this like a minute ago. They rather play baby boy. Like, hey, or nah, hey, or Tyler, hey, or, or Tyler Perry movies. <laughs> hey BT, come come holler at us. We, That's we, an we, entire we, bag that they drop. <laughs> Yeah, come out of us. We 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 can do the job. But let the hip hop awards be coming up though. That's all. That's everywhere. And hip, we want six figures Watch this kid during the hip hop awards when the hip hop awards are coming up. Every single ad or television commercial during any show that you watch, Baby Boy, is going to mention the BET Awards every time there's a commercial break. It's it's guaranteed. It's it's like the only thing that they have to sponsor. Viacom, BET, hire us, but. We want six figures each, off top. At <laughs> least, <laughs> and a signing bonus. Top. Hey, they got it. Yeah, and a signing bonus. So hey, y'all got Scott. it. Though. I don't need six figures, but that's y'all. <laughs> 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 you can pay my car no ball. I care. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I know, man. Um, and I still had to teach and everything. Anyway, um, and so in headlines, um, I wanted to, I'm going to reverse the order. I put it uh, in our chat already. I want to first talk about what's going on in Minnesota. Um, and I believe at the start of the season, this was one of the people that I said was on the hot seat, um, which was the son of Flip Saunders, who was Ryan Saunders, um, because they just acquired D'Angelo Russell, Cat was coming back, and we wanted to see Minnesota should have this push, right, to be a contingent playoff team. They had the number one pick, yada, yada, yada. Ryan, Ryan, 2018-19, 17-25, and 2019-20, 19-45. This season, seven and twenty-four. He didn't go one season over twenty games winning. Jimmy Butler fit. Right. <laughs> yes. Um, and so just want to get you guys' thoughts about um the firing of him. And then they, of course, if you guys don't know, they did hire um the assistant uh Chris Finch, who comes from the Raptors. Um, and so to Trevor, Sharkey, and then Skyler. Um, you can go ahead and talk about um, maybe your thoughts about Minnesota um, and moving forward with them. Yeah, I mean, just to keep it short, they didn't have a hard or a good coach, right? I mean, you just read off those records and not just one record. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You, you draft and okay. You know, Cat is all right, but he's still not an all-star yet. You know, you get D'Lo and it's like, 
you know, he's, I think he's been injured all season. So, I mean, it's okay. You know, Anthony Edwards, I mean, he's okay. You know, he, he probably got the dunk of the year. Yeah, so he got the dunk though. Yeah. He got the dunk of the year. So far, so far he got a dunk of the year. Yeah. But you know, and people said like to say, Oh, don't bring no analytics. You're going to mess up a, you know, a good play, which I get, but he was over seven. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, you, you don't want that from a number one pick. So I think uh, Minnesota got to figure out their identity. They got to figure out a good coach because I, I don't think this assistant is going to be, you know, any good. And they clearly looked over a, a black man yet again. But, you know, it is what it is. You know, it, it, same shit, different day. The Minnesota situation is basically, to me, a full example of what Draymond Green was talking about when he was mentioning the double standard uh, regarding teams and players. Um, now, to, to, to Ryan Saunders' credit, the record reflects itself. He wasn't really very good um, in his tenure. Uh, a lot of that, of course, has to do with uh, D'Angelo Russell being out of the lineup as well as Cat and uh, things of that nature. Because uh, I believe they've only had maybe five games together uh, since acquiring him. And that's, of course, that's a recipe for disaster for any coach when you your, your two-star players are not able to build their chemistry together uh, throughout consistently playing together. Um, but at what point do we need, do we have to start looking at the front office of Minnesota, man? Because how long has it been since they've been in the playoffs? Since Jimmy Butler was there? As the Shark mentioned, the Jimmy Butler effect. And did, even, they, did they go? Yeah. Even no, but see, even I then, no, see, even then, when Jimmy Butler went out with his injury, I believe at the time the Timberwolves were like a four or five seed. They were a three seed. Oh, they were a three seed. They fell down number nine. They fell down to number nine, and Jimmy Butler had to come back and basically save the season. And get them back in the playoffs, and of course they end up losing the first round in Houston. But at what point do we have to start looking at this front office and just say, okay, why are you constantly in the lottery every single season? Like I can't remember. I think that that season with Jimmy Bow was probably the last time <laughs> that they weren't in the lottery. And I believe they've been in the lottery, or not even just the lottery, the top five as far as having a top five pick every single season since trading Jimmy Butler away. Um, so I don't see much of anything changing unless uh, front office front office changes are made. So and yeah. they were and they were uh, lottery picks from time they from time they got rid of Kevin Garnett to Jimmy Butler. Yeah, one year Jimmy Butler got out. Been sorry since, but I do like to point that uh, shout out to Antoine. Uh, she's a uh, brother-in-law. Uh, I do agree with his point. I mean, they don't really have a bad core. You think about it. Um, now the quarter doesn't play defense, but yeah. I mean half the NBA don't play defense. Yeah, I was like half the NBA don't, so they should be better than what their record is. So to oh, his yeah. point, and the Malik Beasley thing didn't didn't help out either. So got another ankle monitor put on them. Hey, but I want to go back to this coaching thing. Um, and why everybody in the league, Dame has all spoke out about this. They got an assistant coach on staff on staff, uh, David Vanderpool. And they went out and hired a whole nother team's assistant coach. That's a problem, bro. Yeah, that lets you know that's the whole uh nine the black coaches goes back to the NFL, NBA is in the same predicament. Although more teams got black coaches that you you literally passed up a coach on your staff. Now I understand maybe I, I guess I could understand that hey, the team was sorry, 
he's part of the coaching staff. Now nah, we never hire him. But you, I mean, literally, middle of the season, you literally hired a whole nother coach. They must have already known they had this plan. I don't because they did it very quickly. This wasn't like no a day. Like <laughs> this had to be already been like, hey, right, we got hit this card. So I don't know, man. Um it's Minnesota. That they they always at the bottom. They remain at the bottom. So salute to them. Trey Dilo. You want to draft Terrell Suggs? Who's that? I thought I thought no, nah, he's talking about Jalen Suggs. <laughs> Jaden Suggs, cold. No, no, don't trade D-Lo, man. He's talking about Jaden Suggs from uh, Gazaka. He cold. Gazaka. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a real Suggs. Who ain't even playing right now? <laughs> <laughs> wrong. You're you're I, would I wouldn't give up on D-Lo just yet. Nah, not yet. I mean, D-Lo's still a baller, and you, if you're looking to keep Towns happy, you don't trade away a key piece in your future. Like, yeah. D-Lo got potential. Towns ain't a, Towns ain't a winner. I mean, they 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 can look. You have you do have you do have players just on a nice career. (laughs) They both can bounce, so they both can stay and make Minnesota miserable. They ain't hurt nothing anyway. I mean, you got players that just want a nice career and be able to hoop. Get out of get out of Minnesota because the front office ain't gonna do nothing for you. They can bounce. The players ain't gonna do nothing either. Well, the front office the one who picks the players. Let's let's go. Let's go. He got something to say. He got something to say. Let's go. Sharky and Trevor has already said it. One, if I'm the coach, if I'm the coach that was just recently fired by the Timberwolves, I'm feeling a certain type of way because that that is about as dirty as you can be to a coach to not let me. It's not letting me go, but finding my replacement as I'm packing my stuff to get out. Like I'm moving out and he's moving in with me. Like what? What that look like? So I already have an issue with that, and now I, that will that will really rub me the wrong way if I'm any coach that that at some point um, interviews for that coach position. Like with that team and their organization, that would really like rub me the wrong way, and I may not even want to like even try to to coach there because that's totally messed up. And then too, just the history of. Minnesota and them. Trevor mentioned how they're constantly in the draft, but it's they're they're constantly in the draft and missing. You see what I'm saying? Like you got to hit on somebody. You hit on Carl Anthony Towns, who Carl Anthony Towns is good, but in my opinion, I get to the trouble. This I get to this on trouble now, but I don't think Carl Anthony Towns is going to be there not much longer. Sorry, that's just me personally. Um, so they have to, they got to do something. I don't know what the heck they need to do in Minnesota. They need to get the right people in the right seats and positions to make the right decisions. But Minnesota ain't – and it's also because they're in the West. The West is super stacked, and it's going to be the way for quite some time. They stuck. <laughs> so, nah, good luck, Minnesota. Um, and, and as I wrap this up, um, and I, like I said, Malik Weasley with his ankle monitor back on again. Um, KCP. The, <laughs> the, the thought about this is like, I look at the 76ers, right? And they did a coaching change and they kept their two young core members and they're having actually, you know, a better season, so to speak right now. And they got rid of Al Horford who had was millions of dollars on the books um, and developed them and got better shooting around them. So um, to the point, I, I don't think yet you give up on D'Lo um, and Cat. Reason why I say that is D'Lo was being coached by Luke Walton for some time and was being underdeveloped. 
we agree that Saunders was not a good coach because he didn't win 20 games any season. So even then, Cat wasn't being developed the way he should have been. Um, now, I'm sure I know we'll get to troll now about Cat and all that other stuff, but I don't think you quite give up on them yet. I think you do need to find a better coach. And, of course, we all know that that coach should probably look like the same as the players. Um, so speaking about the players, um, let's talk about the All-Stars reserves. Um, and I'm not sure if we can pull that up, but um, if we can, great. If not, I'm going to read off the pool um, of reserves. Um, so you already know we have Giannis, Bradley, Bill, Steph Curry, Luca, Joel, Kyrie, um, who I don't believe should be starting, um, Joker, and Kawhi Leonard. That's right? A hater, goodness gracious. No, I'll, and I'll, I have to say about Kyrie, I'll hold off. Um, but the reserves, um, Devin Booker, who is replacing Anthony Davis, um, Jalen Brown, who's in his first one, much deserved, Paul George, who actually should be starting over Kawhi Leonard, uh, Rudy Gobert, uh, I'll say my with that, James Harden, Zach Levine, Damian Lillard, Donovan Mitchell, Chris Paul, that guy from New York, Julius Randle, Ben Simmons, Jason Tatum, Zion Williamson, and one of the best footwork or feet work in the league. Nikola Vucevic dominating um, for that. Thank you, Thank you. Also, let me say this before I go back to that one. Sabonis is going to be taking the spot of Durant, um, and that has been posted as well. So just want to get you guys' thoughts about um, the reserves. Um, but yeah, I, I Vucevic is very, very underestimated. But um, the order's in the chat. You guys can go ahead and start discussing. Yeah, them. I mean, for one, um, I like that uh, KD's not coming back for the All Star game. No, no need to. You got, you know, your recognition. You're a starter. We know you're. You know who you are. You know, you know how I feel about KD. Y'all know how I feel about him. Um, number two, though, I got so tired this week of the Vucevic disrespect. Dude is easily like skill wise one of the best big men in the league. You know, second best center in the East in the whole league. That's a whole topic we can, you know, I think about that later, but. In the East, he deserves to be an all-star. You're looking at his numbers, 20, damn near 25 and 11. Like, come on, man. On the on a Magic team, okay, you can say they're, what, ninth, 10th in the East? Yeah, but they still two games out of the AC. Like, they'll be in the playoffs next week with three wins. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So let's let's cut that one with the, oh, they're not winning enough. But Vucevic, love his game. Other than that, I didn't have any problems with the all-star team. Um, thank God Sabonis is in it because he's had a hell of a season for sure. Um, Western Conference, uh, Devin Booker deserved to be an all-star, but I see why Chris Paul uh, was voted in. Um, you see the, the Phoenix are clearly a different team with him. Um, so, I mean, I would vote for Devin Booker, but I'm not mad that Chris Paul is in an all-star game. And, of course, Devin's in it now, so it is what it is. Yeah, shout-out to Vuchemane LaFleur, man. Um, Orlando is doing it up. Also, shout out to my guy, James, uh, who's the Orlando fan that I mess with on Twitter that I kind of converse with for my magic news. So he's watching. Cool. If not, it's cool, too. We'll hook up soon on that. Um, <laughs> so prior to the changes being I don't have any issue with it now, but prior to the changes being made because of injuries, um, I do feel I do feel that. Um, Sabonis definitely should have been in there. Probably should have got a bigger nod. Didn't know who to take out. It was controversial. I did say maybe Jason Tatum shouldn't have gotten in um, as an all-star. Um, I just think that Jalen Brown has had that much of a better season. Um, and then on the West, um, 
I still felt that Chris Paul, yeah, he got in, but I think Devin Booker should have gotten in. The only reason because of that is because – and then Dame took a spot as well, but you knew he was going to be in. But let's be honest, he should be starting. And I mentioned it last week that Steph, you can put him as a reserve or take him out pretty much altogether because I just felt that Devin Booker was having a better season. Donovan Mitchell was having a better season. And uh, Devin Booker was having a better season because they're winning. Uh, they're winning more games despite Steph putting up all these uh these great numbers. But um Steph. I said Steph but, on a Warriors uh, team that's in the playoff hunt. Oh, you saying Steph shouldn't be in there over Oh, him. come on, bro. Come on, but nah. <laughs> we not. Nah. <laughs> nah. I, 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 nah. I put the other three nah. above because they're winning. So the Warriors are a playoff team. They're the playoffs. If Steph yeah, wasn't there, they'd be, they be in the hunt for number one. You could have said Luca. I don't think you said Luca. I mean, yeah, I think I said Luca. I'm sorry. Ah, you could be Luca. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I was like, hold on, Steph? No, no, uh-uh. Well, hold on. Okay. I ain't allowing no one to do that. Let me backtrack. My bad, Steph. My bad. Let me backtrack. I meant Luca. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. But uh, everything is kind of being right now. Um, been fixed now with, of course, Kevin Durant going out with injury. The injury, and um, so then of course, Anthony Davis being out as well. So, again, I can care less. I, I'll glance in every once in a while or whatever. So, hey, Go ahead, yeah, know, did you not have a problem with Zion making it? I, I didn't okay, I did, actually, I don't. I did, I did. I was just asking because you mentioned like when I guess because those are guards, Zion is a forward. So in that case, I mean, and then Zion, yeah, Zion is actually like having a good season. I think the hype played a role in him actually getting a spot, but hey, let's be real. Like he's, he's leading the point in the paint. He's hey, Zion's having a really good year. I actually think the, right the hype is that down because I haven't heard like he's having he's. Almost quietly having a great year. I haven't really heard nothing on ESPN. Oh, he let his work do the talking for him. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. like I don't really I know, hear I him. Think it play, I think it played a part in him actually getting the spot. Mm-hmm. I will say that. And then yeah, it, has died, it has died down since last season, but I think the hype that he does have now played a part in him getting the spot on top of him yeah. actually having a pretty good season so far. Zion for most improved watch. No. But uh, I had no problems. I mean, I like to say I think some where well, they end up getting in Sabonis and Booker. Those are the two. Uh, some people say Trey Young because he started last year. I, I mean, he's having a good year, but I mean, Zach Levine need to get in. Man, I'm sorry. Uh, James Harden did get traded over there to the Eastern Conference now, so that took somebody's spot. That was Trey Young. Uh, ben Simmons defense player of the year campaign. Um, you could make a case even for like Tobias Harris. He's having a really good year. Um, that's a low key name. Yeah, he, he, he turning up. He turning up. Yeah. Um, but really, I mean, to me, I always said the All Star it should be fifteen spots. They need to increase that number. That's what they need to do. And cut out the conference top thirty players. Stop this whole fifteen East, fifteen West. That's just my opinion on this. Just get rid of the fan voting and pick the best thirty. Thank you. And that's what they really and then need just to and then just, and then you can have them do the pick the whole pickup thing special, and then just go from there. Right, and you do five, 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 five in, five out, I mean, straight up. So there you go. Hey, that's what it is. Uh, like I said, I, I really had no problem. Nobody truly really got snubbed on my end. Just thinking of it. 
Dang it, charging. <laughs> <laughs> um, as currently constructed now, um, I have I see no issues. I don't see anybody that got snubbed. I know some people are like, well, my college should have gotten in. You kind of figured that Chris Paul was going to get in because he's now in a bigger market with Phoenix. So right. um, that wasn't surprising. Um, but to Sarkis' point, I think at this point, the NBA really needs to consider expanding the roster. And, I, and I'm a fan of expanding the roster because now this era of NBA basketball, I think there's so much talent um, that it's if if you're in the if you're the NBA and you're concerned about like well we gotta talk about like who got in who didn't get in if you if you're concerned about having that conversation then just expand the roster right uh, so that's what I think that the NBA should do but this if they care about the chatter they probably don't even care. Ooh, she yeah. one more thing I was gonna say this was starting five but I do have a problem with uh, John Morant tweeting out down. Uh, acting like he was really about to make the all-star team shoot an eight for 44 from three up to that point in the month of February. My dog, get in the gym, shoot. Don't worry about the all-star team. <laughs> no. If we're going to be 100 about it. Um, <laughs> eight for 44. John, your time will point. come. John, your time will come. I yeah. guarantee it's just that not this season. That shooting percentage is very uh, reminiscent of uh, it's less than the wins uh, winning percentage of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Just about eighteen uh, percent. So, um, just want to make sure: is there? I know Sharky mentioned um, he doesn't believe anyone has been snubbed. I believe uh, Skyler kind of hit it on already, but um, I did put this a little bit later in the chat. To Trevor, or actually Trevor then two. Do you believe anyone got snubbed? Um, and if so. Who do you believe that? And just give, you know, just a quick synopsis of that. Uh, to be honest, just looking at the rosters now, it's currently constructed now. Uh, I don't think anybody got snow. I think the NBA actually got it right this go around mm -hmm. uh, with who they decide to put in as the reserves for All-Star. Put All-Star game. Yeah. Right. Um, I'm I'm with you. Um, a lot of people would say Mike Conley, um, of course. But we follow a lot of people from Memphis, too. And Utah is the number one team in the in the NBA, you know, and I think at some point, you know, we could have gave them respect, but I get it. Um, so once again, Mike Conley would go down not being an all-star, arguably the greatest player not to be named an all-star. Um, you know, it is what it is, but I think he'd rather continue to be, you know, number one than, than anything. So shout out to Mike Conley. Yeah, definitely shout out to, to Mac 10 himself. Um, I do want to just a quick breakdown of where we stand in the East and the West. Um, so the East and the top eight teams, um, the two teams that were not represented are the Raptors currently and the Hornets. Um, and then in the West, the two, the one team that I'm telling you right now, I do not want to see in the Western Conference playoffs because <laughs> they still have a great coach. And that is the Spurs. Spurs. Um, the Spurs have no one that is part of the All-Star uh, weekend. Um, and if you look at their stats overall, and I did look at their stats, their scoring is balanced all the way around. Um, and they score a lot where in the mid-range, where it counts, to be honest. You have two of the better mid-range players in the league. I would probably echo top 10 with Lamarcus Aldridge and Mar DeRozan. Um, and so when you need a bucket, you can get it. Um, now, are they all-star level yet? I mean, all-star level again, because they used to be. Um, maybe the numbers didn't really excite you to be that way. But this is a team that you definitely want to see in the playoffs, um, because regardless of what you think, they still have one of the greatest coaches of all time. So take that one off, Al. Well, Pop. Um, so <laughs> why? Take that one off, baby. Come on. 
<laughs> um, but um, yeah, looking, I'm still not going to like turn into the all-star game, so to speak. I'll be on and off. Um, I was very much a fan last year with uh, the Kobe um, one, but I don't see the hype on this year's because I hope no one gets COVID or there's a whole bunch of stuff that happens because people are at the all-star game. So I'm not really a big fan, uh, but I don't believe anyone was snubbed. Um, I am a Miami Heat fan, and I don't believe Miami, even though Bam signed a contract with Jordan today, I still don't believe they've done enough um, to have someone in the, uh, well, I was going to say the playoffs, into the All-Star game. Uh, but now, Jimmy you know, missed a lot of, Jimmy yeah. missed a lot of games, too. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. and, and Jimmy's doing for Miami right now what he did for Minnesota when he came back from injury as well. Uh, but enough NBA. Um, it's time to turn our focus now to the NFL. Surprise, surprise. What team it is? <laughs> <laughs> so let me walk into this game and let me walk y'all into my idea. So, um, of course, we, there's no NFL. Uh, there's no NFL currently right now. And I'm already missing football. Uh, we got to make sure we give Toot something to talk about. He patiently awaits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I just kind of randomly thought of like a game that we could play for the next couple of weeks. I know Sharky mentioned that the um, that the free agency is a free agency that starts March 17th. Free yes, agency yes. starts March 17th. Um, so just to give us something to talk about, give us something to wish and hope for. Uh, we're just going to play this game called and it's going to the title. Um, uh, what's you just did? Huh? Our favorite NFL teams. Yeah, our favorite NFL, our teams. NFL teams. Um, so we every team that we talked about, whether it's the Cowboys, the Panthers, the Steelers. Um, we'll talk about what went wrong with your team last season, uh, what changes can be made to have a better um, a, a better season next year, and who would you draft in the first round to uh, have an impact on your team. So, of course, the Pittsburgh still is the first. Um, so we'll jump into this quick little slide that Trevor and I put together, um, and then we'll go ahead and, and, and y'all can let us know where we went wrong. Um, so before we talk anything, uh, we wanted to talk about uh, what, what – what went well for the Pittsburgh Steelers, as you see, uh, they finished 12 and 4, did start 11 and 0. Uh, we, of course, won the AFC North. The AFC North is only run by two teams, and that's the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Baltimore Ravens. So remember that, Soup, uh, uh, um, and when oh, Savage comes back up. Whatever. Now, <laughs> no, go back, go back. Go. <laughs> now, we did lose to the Cleveland Browns. That's like it. <laughs> did lose to the Cleveland uh, the, the defense, the defense did lead the NFL in sex. They were second in turnovers and first in interceptions. So there was a quick, a couple quick um, positive highlights that we have for the Steelers. So, but we'll go ahead and get into um, what went wrong. Next slide, please. Uh, so what went wrong? For, uh, what went wrong for the Pittsburgh Steelers? Next slide. Um, injuries. Um, I know we're we're one we're um, on this podcast. We don't like to make excuses. Um, for our teams, we don't like to make excuses for what went wrong at the end of the day, just to handle your business. But the Steelers did um, suffer three key injuries on, on the defensive side. Um, started with, of course, Devin Bush in week six. Uh, Bud Dupree, who was really coming on, actually may have finished second on the team in sex, um, who was also due up for a potential um, free agency move or being franchise tagged again. And then our first or second best corner in Joe Hay was, was hurt in week 17. So that's Three huge injuries to the uh, defensive side of the ball. But, again, you know, uh, previously highlighted in the first slide, they still finished first or second in um, all defensive rankings. Next slide, please. Um, so, as, as put here, no offense, but where's your offense? Um, the Steelers had 30 drop passes in 2020, which is second in the NFL. Quick trivia, who was first in the NFL in drop passes? 
Uh, Philadelphia Eagles. No. <laughs> mm. New England Patriots. <laughs> it was the Dallas Cowboys. Of course. So the Steelers were second in the league with drop passes. It seemed like it was made way more than 30. It really felt like 60. Uh, whether it, passes were being dropped by Deontay, uh, Deontay Johnson, Juju, uh, Chase Claypool. That was a huge uh, reason into why the, the Steelers' offense was pretty trash. Next slide. And will a running back one please stand up? <laughs> I appreciate this gift. Uh, <laughs> this is pretty funny. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers were last, dead last, in NFL rushing yards per game at 82 and a half. That is absolutely terrible. That's actually not a good recipe for a quarterback that's 38 going on 55, who in recent news is um, talking about coming back. So um, that's what went wrong for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think Trevor got it from here. All right. So after everything that went on, what now? <laughs> what now for the Steelers? As you guys can see, I have a picture of Mike Tomlin and Skyler and I alluded to uh, at the end of last season. Seat's getting kind of warm right, right, right about now. Um, Water is it ain't it ain't scalded and hot just yet, but you can wash your hands pretty comfortably right now. So, first, first, we ain't got a boiler no more, so we good there. Not anymore. So, what can the Pittsburgh Steelers do going uh first? Well, unfortunately, we got Ben Roethlisberger for another season. So that, means <laughs> that was a fat pick, though. That was a fat piece. Which though. means we don't get more <laughs> of this. That was a good throw. Hey, that was a fat piece. That was <laughs> a real good throw. He, he's he so it wasn't a good throw. Season. He's going to play out the last season of his contract, which means uh, more stress for Scott <laughs> and myself for how many interceptions this guy is going to throw. That sounds like a lot more liquor coming next year. Hold on. Is that Antonio Brown? <laughs> Hey, don't find, find out slide, bro. I couldn't find a recent one, dog. It's all good, though. Let them have it. There's some respect on my boy's name. That's Super Bowl winning, Antonio Brown. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> next slide, please. <laughs> all right, so in order for the Steelers to kind of get back to potentially uh, winning the Super Bowl, because they, in my mind, they do have a Super Bowl winning defense, just got to have a quarterback that needs to turn the ball over. But first and foremost, we got to address the offensive line issues. The scout are a little too. We were last in the NFL in rushing yards, uh, especially for a guy with Ben Roethlisberger's age at 38. You don't want him throwing the ball 55-plus times a game pretty much. So definitely got to address the offensive line. I'll get to one of the main reasons why uh, later. Uh, also in the draft, you got to find a running back have to find a running back somehow. Um, James Conner apparently was supposed to be that guy, but unfortunately kind of came up short. I'm kind of glad that he's a free agent, so we don't have to uh, even talk about resigning him. And in my opinion, we're two years too late here, but we got to find Ben Roethlisberger's replacement. We just simply got to find who's going to be that next guy that's going to take over the mantle as the QB1 for the Steelers. Perfect world is Dwayne Haskins, but that remains to be seen. Uh, of course, you got you got to find a way to, re to resign, but resign Bud Dupree. You have to find a way to bring him back. You got a franchise tag him or what have you. Definitely got to bring him back. But for all of that to even happen, Ben Roethlisberger has to has to restructure his contract. It has to. Um, for those that don't know, uh, if if he was to come back and nothing changes, he was owed forty one million dollars this season. Of course, 
Um, it's been agreed upon with Art Rooney and, and Ben that they're going to look to restructure, possibly looking for a pay cut, but that remains to be seen. And um, so next slide, please, as far as three possible players. Uh, potential draft targets for the Pittsburgh Steelers in this upcoming draft. Um, if we're going to look to get a quarterback in this draft, um, to possibly take over for Ben, um, a pretty decent option that Scott and I came in would be Trey Lance from North Dakota State. Um, as far as addressing the offensive line issues, and a lot of us, a lot of the mock drafts have us with the 24 pick, our first round pick taking Landon Dickerson, which is their center from the University of Alabama. And of course, also a uh, third possible choice would be Alex Leatherwood, which is the offensive tackle from the University of Alabama. Um, so those, those are our three potential targets for uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers to look forward to in the draft. And uh, lastly, just want to send our farewells uh, for those who don't know, uh, Marquise Pouncey, uh, who was our center uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers, announced his retirement along with tight end uh, Vance McDonald. Uh, congrats on a great career. Thank you for all that you've done for the Steelers organization. But, of course, we got to move forward. So I will open it up to the rest of the podcast to make questions, comments. That was good. That was good. That was good. That was good. You got a question? Yes. Are, are y'all gonna trade up? Because uh, Trey Lance projected to go top five. Um, I don't think I got home at a mock draft. I, I used to four. say no. Pittsburgh Steelers historically do not make moves on draft day, but they did recently draft up to go get Devin Bush. Mm-hmm. Do I think they go? Do I think they'll trade up this year? No, I don't think they will. Um, it depends on how bad they want a quarterback. That's I think that's the biggest question. If they want a quarterback bad enough, oh. then they'll then they should trade up, but I don't think that they will. I just saw a mock draft, right? Mm-hmm. Charlie Cassidy. Where are you going? I know where you're going. Y'all got pick number 24. This mm-hmm. man has Justin Fields falling all the way down to 24 to y'all. Oh, he bored. As, as much <laughs> as I would as hey. much as I would love that and I would welcome that. I would have to question the NFL at this point. Like, if Justin Fields even falls out of the top no, we, team. He won't get past us. <laughs> if I got y'all falls, to take the Trey Lance at four, uh, trading up to get on, Took. I'm going to have to talk as to you. As much as I would Lance, welcome I'll Justin Fields in Pittsburgh, that's that's not happening. Mm-hmm. That, that guy was bored. And Rodgers fell in the draft, you know. It could happen. Yeah, I don't. I honestly don't think the Steelers are going quarterback in the first round. First round. If he fall, no. If he fall, I don't know. So let me let me ask y'all this: If he falls, um, y'all, if he fall, y'all might. Yeah. Do y'all necessarily want? Do y'all necessarily want to find Ben's Rock, Ben Roethlisberger's replacement in the draft instead of free agency? Instead of getting somebody already proven, I mean, y'all y'all got a legit defense, right? You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Y'all got to find a number one running back, of course. Juju, <laughs> number two, but, you know, you can draft a number one receiver or something like that. But do y'all necessarily think that y'all have to force yourself into finding it through the draft? Like, y'all can find – clearly Ben's going to be there ne- all, all next season. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, I've been on that board since since last year. Like, he's not going anywhere. For, and we see it now. We see it now. I have an answer, but, Trevor, if you want to answer, you can I'm actually going to look at the free agent class of 2021 for okay, quarterbacks. Okay, okay. So I'm going to see if there's anything. Back, possibly. 
Well, Dak is, up, Dak is Dak is up there. Quarterbacks don't typically make it free agency. Yeah. If you ask me, do you have to find this replacement this year? No. You do. But I think you can get one in free agency. I think you yeah. can – depends on how much you're willing to spend. And Steelers are historically cheap. But I think you can get one – I mentioned Derek Carr a couple of years ago. Somebody you don't necessarily have to give up a farm for, but you could probably give up a couple – a second or third-round pick here and go get him. And then um, and then you can just kind of keep him there or you can get – or maybe get him next year. I don't think you necessarily have to get him this year because you also don't have – an offensive line. You don't have a, res- a number one receiver to go to, so I, I, I'm I would be skeptical to go up and draft a quarterback that you ha- think that that you think necessarily have to have now, but I don't think you have the weapons around him to to make him look good. I guess to say. Yeah. Uh, okay. I don't know. Sorry, if Trevor is about to speak, but um, okay. Um, in regards to first of all, it was a great presentation that you guys put together. Uh, kudos to y'all for setting the bar pretty high. Um, I don't know how anyone who will exceed that I one. come next. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. I uh, know. Well, it's a rebuilding PowerPoint for you. Um, but <laughs> what I will say is, um, if anything, Steelers, take what was seen in Dallas. And what I mean by that is, mm-hmm. I said this, and I've stated this many times before, and in, in the beginning of the season, we played that, that game, right, of who I would draft and what have you if I could. We lost Travis Frederick. He retired. He was our center. He was an all-pro center. Marquise Pouncey was an all-pro center. Centers make all the decisions on how to block the line, make decisions like within the moment to help protect Ben Roethlisberger or whoever's going to be quarterback. If the Steelers were going to be successful again this upcoming season, I love the draft choices that you have with Alabama because – Alabama proved not with all time against all the other SEC teams, but I'll be honest when they beat us, Ohio State, handily, that offense item who was six, 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 seven, whoever that was, I don't know if that was a guy, right? Leatherwood, um, that you guys mentioned, or their center moved those trenches every single time, every quarter. And the Big Ten is referred to as a, a conference that has big offensive lines, big, big defensive lines. So to see that happen on national TV for four quarters straight, somebody's going to take that whole offensive line. And you better hope that that center is available for you all, or if not, go find one. Because if you don't have a great center right now, it's extremely difficult for you to have a productive year in the NFL. And we, know, we, we know Skyler, you know, has been firsthand – been able to see Alabama's like offensive line do that thing. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, to, for any of them to become a, a still at this point is probably a dream come true for you, right? It's Man, point, get out of here. But yeah. no, to 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 Shitty's point, I think you have to have. A, I think for an offensive line, you got to have a good center, which is what the Steelers need. You also need a good offensive tackle, which the Steelers is also in dire need of. Um, we talked about how bad the rushing the the rushing game was. Granted, we didn't have a solid running back one, but we only have legit one good offensive lineman. Well, two last year, which is Marquise Pouncey and David DeCastro. But the, the tackles and the guards, for the most part, they shot. And they, hey. that's why I, we really feel like we got to replace that offensive hey. line. We got guys there. We got guys there. We're on the block. 
<laughs> Next question. <laughs> Next question. I <laughs> you know, he he offered me somebody that <laughs> they don't even want. Like, why would I want them? You don't want them. Yeah. <laughs> Next question. Apparently, he don't want us. This last episode, let's tighten up. Hey, hey, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, if you want more information, come see us. Right. Hey, we just asking for some pretzels, bro. Y'all can have them for my back pretzels. <laughs> I think that's too much. <laughs> like, that's how bad the situation is, though. But is you trolling? Is you trolling? Is you trolling? Is you trolling? Yeah, like me. Yeah, like me. Yeah, like me. Yeah, like me. And thank you, Scott. Yeah. Nah, that was the start of trolling out. Yeah, so, <laughs> I just saw a quick one before somebody else go. Boy, I saw a church's chicken commercial that just said "cop before we out." <laughs> <laughs> right, middle of the PowerPoint. I'm looking up the TV. That just said "cop before you out." That guy's got some chicken tails or something. I was like, bro. They got new chicken sandwich. Yeah, I was saying they got new chicken sandwich. At this point, everybody got chicken sandwich. McDonald's had revamped their chicken sandwich. <laughs> at this point. Uh, I'm the bird. Nah, ta- Taco Bell? That's the troll, bro. Hell no, I'm about to get the picture of this one. This is a troll, bro. It's got to be. What is your name, bro? Somebody else. Talk- I'm talking to Oh, I got, I got, I got, I definitely got one. You, you want to talk about trolling? Play it, play it you talk about trolling. So y'all heard of Dawson's Creek, right? Yeah. Yeah. Have y'all ever heard of Shit's Creek? No, I did not just use profane language because it is the TV show. Yes, TV it is spelled S S C H I T. I haven't watched No, I did not. This show has been going on since 2015, and they've been allowing shit to be said on TV since 2015. Uh, is it? You're, 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 saying, you're saying they're allowing the actual S word, S H I T, shit on the IC. Yeah, I saw an advertisement. That's, thank you, Chuck, for bringing up advertisement. I saw an ad for Shit's Creek, and they said shit. So I'm like, hold on, did they just cuss on TV? And they spelled it like this, and I'm like, oh, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, the, All right. No, I didn't cuss because I spelled it like that. So, <laughs> we no, you're, not being, you're not being trolled. You're not being trolled. You're not being trolled. You're not being trolled. I can't yeah, it. it. It's got to be good. They've been running since 2015. <laughs> somebody yeah, watch man. it. Like, right. Somebody, somebody watch it. Eugene Levy. Shout out Eugene Levy. He's in what the hell is this? What that's, is a this? Dude, that's a Taco Bell chicken sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> it look like shit. <laughs> oh man! Oh my god! Uh, no, 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 no! And you, if you look on the Google search. Like just, well, thing, like, just it, 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 it looks like a pancake waffle with a chicken strip going through. Yeah, <laughs> is that they trying to take the McGriddle? Right. <laughs> it don't even look like a McGriddle. It look like a biscuit. Right. <laughs> With the jalapenos. <laughs> they got some ketchup in there. Mayonnaise. Oh, it looks like a special sauce. <laughs
Hey, rolling in his grave right now, man. Y'all can't be disrespecting Kel like that. So what y'all disrespectful? So Taco Bell is sold, and they're not going to put anything on a bun. Everything's got to be a taco. And and Waddles, I don't. Some wars don't need to be be spoken about. Talk about you win. Like you, you're the only people that we're gonna trust with tacos, not me. But tacos, you don't have to battle for the chicken sandwich. We're not coming to you because you can make a chicken sandwich. We're coming to you because we're drunk and we want some tacos. Bring back some the cinnamon pizza. twist. No, bring back that Mexican pizza. The pizza, my yes. fault. Bring back. Bring back. Pizza. But here yes. you go, bringing this up and i mean it looks it's dripping out too it looks disgusting then i'm looking at this other picture right here of a dry chicken sandwich from taco bell it's like the third picture from the left and i'm just i'm disgusted i was already not going there because the meat ain't real but now i'm definitely not going because i don't want no chicken sandwich then the next thing will be a tuna then they're going to bring a tuna taco right. that could at fun. least that could at least brought back the the naked chicken taco this was actually good exactly <laughs> Why is there no sauce on the taco? It's sour cream, not their sauce. Yep, you gotta get that. That's why they ask you what sauce you want. That's why they ask what sauce you want. So was why was the so fat? Was the other one a fully clothed chicken? Since it's the naked chicken? Yeah, that's actually chicken. <laughs> that's actually <a> chicken. <laughs> yeah, you can see that. Mine says they're fully clothed. That's why I got a jacket on and everything. <laughs> It's like I got a mask on in there. <laughs> I obviously the Denver Nuggets were trolling it last night, and well, <laughs> I got some other ones. I think Styles, did you have one? I had one about Carl Anthony Towns, but trust me, it ain't beating the, the naked chicken taco. Or the, the chicken, whatever taco. Mine's ain't beating it, but I'm just gonna shoot anyway because I saw this article earlier, um, and I felt that I was gonna bring it. To, I was gonna bring it to the table. So. Uh, this was from ESPN Plus. So, Bill Connolly, a writer for ESPN today, listed the top 60 college football quarterbacks of the 2000s. Um, so, I'm just going to jump straight to it and who he had at number one, and it'll be a troll and all. So, uh, troll and all, and this is who he had at number one. Okay. Baker Mayfield is the uh, best quarterback of the 2000s. Since the year two thousand, the entire two thousand, yes. You talking about with Tim? You talking about with Tim Tebow, Cam Newton, Matt Liner, Vince Young? You telling me Baker Mayfield? I beg your pardon. Hold on, let's not get too disrespectful, guys. I'm about to mute two for one. Um, what? (laughs) (laughs) Just for for context, I'm I'm I'll run off the top five. So he has Baker Mayfield at one, Cam Newton's two. Vince Young's three, Tim Tebow's four, and rounding out the top five is Joe Burrow. That's not a okay. bad list. So, That's not a bad list so, for me. Oh, okay. To answer your question, Trevor, this is a troll because I feel like every quarterback that you mentioned after um, Baker Mayfield won a national championship. Am I am I not correct? You're right. So how in the hell is he the best college quarterback since the 2000s? Tim Tebow's arguably the greatest quarterback, all, college quarterback of all time. Right. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm not even about to challenge that one yet. No, but for, I, 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 I am trolling though, uh, for real. Like on, on a serious note, um, y'all said he definitely didn't win a, sh- a championship. Y'all know I said Cam Newton is number one to me. Um, Tim, Tim, Tim Tebow right behind him. I mean, he could we could argue every day, and you know we both be right with Tim Tebow, Cam Newton, um, Joe Burrow in top five. I can respect that. Baker didn't win a championship. Um, he definitely put up great numbers. Uh, definitely won a Heisman, but as far as like being right. number one, here, here, those here's two, my question. Here's, here's my question. Would you would you put Burrow over Deshaun Watson? Who he, he has Deshaun Watson right behind Burrow at six. No. I would because he had Burrow literally had one of the greatest seasons of all time. That's the only reason I put him over Deshaun Watson as a college quarterback. You know, they but both Deshaun, did it. Deshaun Watson did it what for two, three years though. That's my only thing. That's and my this only is like I can't say about Deshaun, he didn't win the Heisman, and he had like 17 picks one of those years. The year he won that championship, as a matter of fact. So, it, 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 it's split hairs, but he, I mean, Baker ain't, that, the next five people definitely, and that's not, I like, Baker had a really good career. I mean, that's, <laughs> yeah, 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 it was headliner today. Like, it was headliner. I'm saying, no, that's plenty of people. Deshaun, you know. Yeah. I mean, I like that. I like that. There's plenty of names I think of before I think of Becky. <laughs> uh, yeah. Ronnie Ferguson, we can put it in. Nah, okay, all right, chill out, chill out. Okay, now, now we want to Hey, you got to get muted. <laughs> I think for the case I'm trying, I'm trying to see right. where... Um, Let's she to go. Where is she? Um... Thank God there's no one from Ohio State because ain't nobody quarterbacking from Ohio State in the top five, let alone the top ten. And it's from 2000. Don't even, you ain't got to even think about it. But and when you're talking about single seasons, yes, Joe Burrow's single season was phenomenal. But if you're going to say single season, then you also must look at what Matt Jones just did um, with Alabama. Um, and statistically, his numbers were better than Joe Burrow. So arguably, Joe Burrow should be behind Matt Jones. Joe Burrow didn't play all the other seasons, even when Ohio State, he didn't really get ticked like that. So yeah. um, I, I I caution that, but I watched Vince Young. Um, I think we all watched Vince Young and how he took a team, right, and beat who they thought was the best team, right, with uh, Liner and, and Reggie at the time. Literally carried them on his back. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think about him, um, Tim Tebow stands out, I think, what, two national championships, I think? Yep. Um, and the year he didn't win, he won Heisman. He won a Heisman. So his resume, his Tim Tebow has the resume uh, in the 2000s in college football the same way Christian Leitner has it with Duke um, <laughs> in basketball. If y'all, if y'all too young to understand, not y'all, but people that are listening, go ahead and look up Chris Leitner's stats. Call him what you feel, but that boy could ball in college um, and did okay in, in the NBA. But of course, we this is called Let's Be Real. Um, now, granted, Baker did put his flag at, in Ohio State. You, I'll never forget that. Um, and beat us. I'll never forget. I give him his pride with, with that. But he does not, and I repeat, does not deserve to be the number one quarterback of the 2000s era. Matter of fact, keep naming. I, I, this, I, I, we ain't trying to just rack on Baker, uh, Baker, but they put them at number one. Keep naming off names because those next six you name would definitely be other. What? Okay, do you want me to, I'll, I'll finish off the top finish 10. Finish off top 10. Yeah, finish off 10. And just for the record, uh, Matt Liner is actually 17 uh, on this list. 
Okay. Anyway, the rest of the top ten goes Deshaun Watson six, Kyler Murray seven, Lamar Jackson eight, Marcus Mariota nine, and rounding out the top ten is RG three. So Becker is in a Ooh, he's in that group. I'd probably top ten. I, I'd yeah. say top ten. He's top in 10. that group. He's in that group with them. He should be yeah. with that group. Did, is he really going back all the way to two thousands? Like, did he just totally ignore what people did from twenty from two thousand to like twenty eleven? No, like, it's 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 the entire. No, no, I, I I get what you're saying, but what I'm saying is everybody that top 10 that you mentioned all have played at least since what 2011 2012 yeah how is matt liner 17. Yeah, matt liner hit it all of them yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like what bro <laughs> like, he's just like okay i'm gonna give everybody like all these players that from like 2011 to now i'm putting them in the top 10. how is matt liner 17. because i want to oh, say like he guess who's ahead of him sam bradford's ahead of him by two spots in 15. there you go who, who, we can wrap this show up, I ain't gonna lie, it's some, it's some names on this list, though. It's, it's, you gotta throw this shot all the way out. So we had straight trolls today, is what y'all saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mentioned mine another time. Yeah, there was no need to say nah for none of them. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I just thought wow. this was, was ridiculous. So I was like, I gotta bring this to Remember, oh, man, check out the website, every all sports 901. There is everything. Let's be real media, all of that. We nude website. Everybody check it out. Got all the podcasts on there, everything. This is the savage he didn't make it with us tonight, but listen to his last show. I don't know sports. Goat talk. He went into tennis. Did his research too. Pretty good episode. Remember, follow us on social media, mainly Twitter, every all sports 901. Help be real media. This the podcast network. Got more coming soon. Anybody got anything else? Nope. Baker, okay, you still the truth. I'm throwing this list. I'm, I'm not looking at this. Baker, you still the truth though. But yeah, you can throw it out. You I just burn. went through. I just went through the whole sixty. They they got Mason Rudolph. They got Mason Rudolph ranked ahead of Patrick Mahomes. We can hear <laughs> right there. See ya. Right there. Peace out, y'all. <laughs>